Alright guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another edition of the On The Board Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Will Cherucci, and this is a Jet-centric episode, a New York Jets-based episode. And I gotta tell you, man, what a disaster. What a disaster I watched on Sunday on opening day at MetLife Stadium where the Jets lost 24-9. And if you didn't watch the game, you saved yourself some trouble, okay? And if you're a passionate Jet fan that was watching this game on TV or were even at MetLife Stadium, God bless you. So the aforementioned score, 24-9, Jets absolutely got destroyed. But say what you want about this team. They're a disaster right now. They're an absolute, legit disaster. There are some positives, but let's get to some of the disaster first. Number one, this offensive line. This left tackle position. Mekhi Becton getting hurt, probably one of the worst things that could have happened. We're hearing some fans talking about, oh, they should have drafted a left tackle with their fourth overall pick instead of drafting uh, Sauce Gardner. And, hey, we can all go back and play what if, but this team right now definitely needs some, some sort of offensive line help at left tackle. And then, you know, George Fant getting switched back and forth, back and forth. It gets frustrating after a while. I understand as a as a working man, when you're trying to be at one position, you get comfortable. You try and get yourself uh, comfortable, and the foreman takes you out of position, and he puts you on another job. Oh, I got I, you. Got to take care of a fire. You got to take care of a fire. You know, to, you got to put out a fire. Figurative fire. I'm not a fireman. I'm an electrician, but it's a figurative fire. You take care of it. And, you know, you think you're going back onto that old detail. Oh, no, no, no. You got to take care of another thing for me. It, it That's what George Fan is right now. He's getting frustrated. And I understand his frustration going back and forth, back and forth. So there's that. But he didn't play well. This interior offensive line did not show up. Lincoln Tomlinson, where were you, buddy? You know, Vera Tucker, eh. To a degree, the whole offensive line has to be better. So that's number one. Number two, because of that offensive line play, Joe Flacco played like he was shitting his pants. And there was an interview where I think one of his kids said that he's not good and maybe he should have retired. But regardless or not... <laughs> You know, he didn't look good. He didn't look good out there. And because of that, sure, the uh, he, the Jets threw for 59 times, which was absolutely unbelievable. But having said that now, you know, this team, they need to figure out what their identity is. And throwing for 59 times and not getting any sort of points on the board. Oh, oh my God, what a disaster that was. On Sunday watching. Oof, not good. And then, you know, number three, you know, just in general, you know, special teams. 
an absolute downright joke. Greg the Lakes Airline. They signed him over Eddie Pinheiro. Again, there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks out there saying, oh, we should have kept Pinheiro instead of Zerline. A lot of people were on board with Zerline being here because of the fact that he had a name, he had a, a long history, and he's got a leg. He could kick it from anywhere. And that's something that the Jets didn't have. But the main thing is he did not get a field goal in a certain spot in the, in the first half, and he missed out on an extra point at the end of the game. So, say what you want about Zerloin. Zerloin, at the end of the day, the leg did not come through. Now, having said that now, Brandon Mann, my God, and I understand that the Jets just signed a punter, great, but at that same point in time, you can't be going out there and having... 20-yard punts and giving the Ravens some good field position. And they cashed in on that. I don't care what anybody tells you. This punter, I kind of I kind of liked him. Now I can't stand him at that point. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I never want to call for somebody's job. Never. But man, when you're paying, when you're watching a team and you want to see this team compete this was god awful and i'm sure there are more things that i'm probably missing out on right now but the bottom line is those three things and then the jet defense collapsing in the second half in the second half oh man what an absolute disaster watching this team now there were some positives the positives the Jets defense in the first half. They legitimately found a way to keep Lamar Jackson and their running de- and their running offense at bay. They made Lamar Jackson look ordinary. They really really did. Having said all that right now, 63 yards for that rushing offense for the Ravens. Pretty good. Pretty good for the D, but you got to capitalize on the offensive side of things. And the the Jets showed no urgency on the offensive side of things. And because of that, the Jet defense bent and broke in the second half. And the score that you saw at the end of the game is reflective and indicative to how the Jets were really in the game for most of the for most of this game and you know I just want to rip my hair out watching this product this past Sunday so that's number one I sat through the rain watching this team legit sat through the rain didn't didn't get a poncho didn't get anything like that at all nothing sat through the rain watched this team literally shit the bed in week one so that's number one. Number two, the positives, the secondary. Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, and I. I want to. I'm going to issue an apology to DJ Reed in a second, but I want to get to the the numbers on this secondary 
in the first half. They didn't really give up a lot of yardage. And they, they're one of the reasons why, along with the Jets' front four, getting pressure on Lamar made this game very, very close. So if this is what a Med Gardner is, we'll call you sauce all week. We'll call you sauce for the rest of your career here with the green and white. But the bottom line is, if this is the future of our secondary right now, it's looking good. And the Jet defense was absolutely downright spectacular, led by that secondary. To DJ Reed now, I offer you an apology. Because of the fact that at the end of the game, in which the game was already decided, the guy, if you didn't watch the replay, he went out to midfield and he went on his knees and he basically, you know, he prayed to the Lord. Now, at the time, I'm sitting up in my section, I was booing the shit out of him. Like, what the hell are you doing? You know, get the fuck on the sideline, you bum. I said that. Not knowing the circumstances of what happened just minutes prior to the game where he's getting a, a text from his cousin or cousins basically saying that his father had passed away and he got the interception. And he went to the midfield and he did what he did. Now, I'm at the game. I don't have the, you know... I'm not watching the game on TV. I don't have that that luxury. I'm watching the game with my own eyes, and I see that. I'm saying to myself, what the hell? What the hell is going on over here? But then he did that. We're booing him. I'm booing him. Get off the field. I feel like a jackass now after that happened, calling him out like that and retweeting some of this stuff from Connor Hughes. But... DJ, if you're, if you're listening to this, if you're not listening to this, whatever, for the people out there that are listening in on this, I offer you an apology. And I'm sorry for calling you names. For calling you out, specifically. My condolences go to you and your family. And, you know, it sucks. You know, nobody ever wants to lose their father. Let alone, you know somebody that they've had a connection with almost all their life. So, you know, a lot of passion, a lot of, uh, a lot of energy, uh, was out there. So I offer him an apology. So I'm sorry for that, for, for doing that. And, you know, the other positive here too, Garrett Wilson, man, you know, one play, boy, can this kid move out there on the field, making tacklers miss. He's got to work on his, you know, I'm catching the football, of course, but, you know, when he gets the football, he's making people miss. That's elite right there. And from this perspective, I am all for that punt on the fourth down, on the short fourth down, because of the fact that the Jet defense was consistently holding that Raven offense down. And they weren't going out there, and they were just legitimately finding a way to just shut them down earlier on in that game. And the Jet offense, let's say if the Jets did not convert on that fourth down, you're giving the Ravens prime 
field, just prime field position, man. You know what? Oh, you go for it early in the game. You do not want to dictate the game early like that. And you don't want to give a team like the Ravens a chance to go out there and make the lead 10 nothing at that time. In which we kind of knew that the Jet offense was sputtering. But you trusted the defense. And I trusted the defense in that regard. So, you know, onward to next week. Garrett Wilson should be definitely starting next week. And by the way, with Coach Sala, what's the point of saying, oh, we're keeping receipts? Win the freaking football game on Sunday. Find a way to win this Sunday against Cleveland because Cleveland is going to go out there licking their chops. Miles Garrett's going to be going out there licking his chops and seeing what this left tackle situation is looking like because he's going to have himself field day and Joe Flacco is starting on Sunday and if Joe Flacco gets beaten up the way how he got beat up on Sunday against the Ravens Mike White should be start should be in place starting that second half I'm giving Joe Flacco a half at that point gotta score gotta score touchdowns Field goal, he cannot be sitting on field goals this week. Find, and I understand. I understand what I said earlier about the Jet defense stopping that Raven offense. But you have to shove it down Cleveland's throat this week. You have to shove it down their throat and find a way to beat them. Because if you don't, if, if, if the Jets don't find a way to beat the Browns this Sunday, find a way. Keep this game competitive. Because if they don't, oof. Oof, man. It's not going to look good for, for any Jet fan out there watching this. And it's going to be a disaster. So, I'm just going to leave it off like this. Do the Jets have a shot this week against Cleveland? Of course they do. Anybody can be beat on any given Sunday. But, this team right now, man, they have to figure it out. And it all starts from within. So, on that note... I'm just going to leave it like this. This game is going to be competitive on Sunday. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that the Jets don't blow this game. I really don't. Making a cross right now. I hope it doesn't happen, but we'll see. All right, guys, I'm going to get going. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday and listening in with me. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace out. Keep the faith. Always believe. Jeff fans have patience, bro. That's all I got to say. Just have some sort of patience with this team. It's going to be a long year. It's going to be a long year. We know that. But let's just see how this team's going to have some fun. And there's going to be a lot of young guys, too, that are going to be taking taking a step up. So we understand that they're professionals, but let's just see what happens. Peace out, guys.